It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Well, I want to talk about the spectrum of violence and what it actually means. Um, I have in front of me a pyramid of sexual violence uh, it's published by the university of alberta where they have a sexual assault center and it's there, there are many of these pyramids to be found i want to talk to dr caroline west who is the host of the glow west podcast uh, caroline good morning to you good morning pj how are you good explain what's in front of me here this is from the university of alberta as i says and it starts with attitudes and beliefs and leads right up to uh, genocide. Explain. Yeah, so this is, you know, the idea of, of looking at things like pyramids or spectrums of sexual violence is, and, and, you know, which includes murder as well, is the idea that we need to have a conversation where these attacks aren't viewed as random. You know, we're kind of joining the dots and looking at the patterns and looking at what can be done. So it's, I suppose it's recognizing that sexual violence is a massive spectrum from, you know, sexual harassment, from groping to sharing nudes without consent, up to in-person sexual violence you know from actual rape and and sexual assault and then up to things like murder and genocide and femicide so you know it really does show that all these things are linked and the attitudes and beliefs and the normalization of violence really does pave the way for the acceptability of those physical expressions of violence so those attitudes and beliefs are things like sexism and transphobia and racism and and things like that and you know the, the minimization of people's experiences so that looks at things like victim blaming so how that supports the whole pyramid is it really kind of minimizes the violence that's there and it encourages victims not to come forward because if they do come forward they'll be blamed or you know they'll be questioned about what they did instead of the focus being on the on the perpetrator so it really does kind of you know pave that way so it's not these are not random attacks they are systematic and they are all connected and i think that's really really important to understand that is it fair to say caroline though that and i'm looking in particular at teenage boys in a locker room and and, and we all know the the humor and the banter of the locker room and yes it is very distasteful but surely that banter like you said it is streets and roads away from the top of the pyramid and not everybody who engages in it in fact very few of those who are going to ever engage in it are going to go on to do anything like that but we must discourage it because somebody might is that what you're saying 
Absolutely. It's not a step by step. You know, it's not that everyone's on this travel ladder all the way up, you know, to, to the top layers. It's the fact that that kind of attitude really is what, what it's doing there is showing a lack of empathy. Like we're joking about murder and rape. What we're really doing, you know, is, is really showing that we don't care about that person behind that, you know, and we're, we're minimizing experiences. And you had Megan on yesterday, you know, talking about the, the Zoom bomb of, of the vigil, which is yeah. just so disgusting. Oh, well, that was despicable behavior. Absolutely disgusting. But people online were saying, oh, well, you know, it's just not that big a deal. And pointing to Megan's work as a sex worker as, you know, as a way to make a laugh out of it and a joke about it. So when we minimize this, we really take the, the emphasis away from the actual act and we make it all into a joke. And at like, at what point does murder and rape be a joke? You know, how do we get to that point in our society where we're already removing that empathy and kindness and compassion that we should have, you know, so what we want people to do is call it out. You know, if someone's making a joke about something, we want people to step up and go, you know, that's actually not really funny and call it out amongst their friends because this is how it starts. It's like the seeds of it, you know, and obviously not everyone's going to go on and commit serious violence. But, you know, when we kind of have this society where this is just minimized, that's not great. Yesterday I was talking to the rugby player Anna Kaplis about this and she told me, and she got quite distressed as she told me, of an incident that happened to her in a pub in Dingle. And it was when she, very, very briefly, she went, she had, she saw on the other side of the pub an old friend, an old male friend she hadn't seen in quite some time, went over, was speaking to her, her friend, and one of the group that he was with came up behind her and basically groped her. And as you could imagine, she got upset and she she ended up getting thrown out of the pub for reacting. And the friend, or the so-called friend, said, let it go, let it go, Anna, let it go. Like that, whole, that whole story was horrifying. But yeah. what we've been learning, Caroline, since Ashling's horrific murder last week is there are two various levels there are hundreds of those stories absolutely i have my own story of that happening as well and you know like there are gangs of lads who'll do that as a joke you know you turn around and you can't figure out which one is the one that's groped you and then you get angry at being violated and that is sexual assault to grope someone like that and then that ends with the bouncer not taking you seriously or people not wanting to ruin the night or all those kind of things. So it's like every woman I know has a story of some level of violence that has been committed against them. Because what shocked me know, most in the story was not so much that the bouncer threw her out. That in itself was bad enough. But the so-called friend, and she said, look, she, she's a tolerant person. She's still friends with this guy. She's... The, the, the so-called friend never turned around to his associate and said, would you cop on? Never. Yeah. But th- that's the thing. It's like there's violence is used as a joke. Like they're not seeing that as serious. Whereas for that person, even if it's one account, it probably won't be. This will probably be another thing in a series of things that we have to deal with and all the stories that we hear as well. Whereas that guy probably never had any experience himself. So he doesn't have that kind of empathy. But we shouldn't need to have the experience to have the empathy either. You know, and it's just these conversations just radically need to change. And 
you know, I think we're so far away from where we need to be. We're talking about apps and legalizing mace and all this kind of stuff. Like we shouldn't need to have to carry weapons mm. around us to, to move safely through the world. And they don't help as well. You know, like my own experiences of domestic violence when, you know, I had my ribs broken at home by a partner. I made it to the bathroom, was able to lock myself in and call the guards because I, I luckily had my phone with me. But they still took about an hour to turn up. So an, an app or a panic button wouldn't have saved me if there was still an hour. If he wanted to kill me, he had an hour to do it. So, you know, you know, we just don't have the backup behind this. And we shouldn't shouldn't need to live in a world where, like, every woman feels that they need to walk around with a collection of keys, of panic alarms, of apps, and to make sure a phone is fully charged, mm. to make sure we only walk in certain places and certain times. Like, well, we shouldn't need to have this. I was speaking to my daughter yesterday. Um, and she's she's 24. She lives in town with a, a number of her friends and very independent, strong young woman. Very proud of her that I am. And I said to her, I said, are there places, I say, that you would be afraid to go? And she said, there are places, Dad, where I switch off my earpods. Now, she lives on her earpods. Yeah. There were places where I switched them off because I can't be sure. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is, you know, it's a self, it's a safe technique, but it's also to try and mitigate against the victim blaming that comes on. You know, it's like, oh, well, you were listening to music. Why didn't you switch them off? You know, we get blamed for these things. And, you know, one of the, the hashtags around Ashling's murder was, um, you know, hashtag she's only going for a run, which I really have issues with because it's, it shouldn't be about what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we should be able to run a, at 2 a.m. We should be able to be absolutely yeah. Hammered, uh, yeah. you know, walk down the street naked if that's whatever situation we get into. That, that is not the problem. The problem is that with the choice of the perpetrator who chooses to commit violence against someone. Like we should be using hashtags of he chose to murder her, yeah. not she was going for a run. Because again, that puts the emphasis back on the victim. Do you know, maybe this is, I, I, maybe it's a human reaction, but I don't know if it's the right one. What, what shocked me most about what happened to Ashling was it was four o'clock on a bright, crisp January day. We think these things happen at night. That personally was the most shocking thing for me. Was it the wrong thing to be shocked at? I, uh, it's just so hard. Yeah, you, you think obviously, that but that it happened is bad enough. Yeah, but for working in refuges for the past eight years, we got calls twenty four seven. There was no right time. There was no weird time we had people coming in at half seven in the morning you know with the clothes on, on their backs and that was it or you know a lunchtime or you know there there is no time you know there's and that's a scary thing that we're vulnerable 24 7 you know it's like like sexual harassment happen happens in the workplace so your nine to five isn't safe you know if that's what you're working so we don't think of this just primarily as a saturday night you know at 2 a.m kind of thing and i suppose maybe for some people if you were shocked you know maybe it's time to you know read up around like what women's experiences actually are and how we have to mind ourselves yeah. so much well, constantly I, I think the stories that have come out and i think the i think if ashling knew uh, god love her if she knew how much she had empowered people to speak up in the last week you know yeah and and the, the learning for the rest of us is a huge awareness 
Yeah, absolutely. But I hope that learning really translates into action now. I hope this is men listening to women. I hope it's the government actually listening. You know, I'm really frustrated at the tweets from <clears throat> from the government. And, you know, they ha- they're in power. They can do a lot more than a tweet. You know, and that, that provision for a dedicated minister for domestic and gender-based sexual violence, that refugees have been calling for that for years. Yeah. You know, they want someone who has specific power for it because it, tr- it touches everything. It's not just justice. It's healthcare. It's education it, it, there's so many aspects that domestic violence and murder and sexual violence actually touch so we need to have that and now they're saying oh yeah we'll do this and this is exactly like the image-based sexual abuse law that was four years in the making mm-hmm. you know that's first proposed in um 2017 and it wasn't viewed as a problem you know it was like you know these women are sending out nudes that's their own fault that was the general prevailing attitude and then once the discord server leaked happened that legislation was rushed through yeah. because they couldn't ignore it anymore and now the government is like you know they can't ignore it anymore but it's just such a shame it takes a woman's murder to be finally putting these things into place because there will be another Ashling, unfortunately you know there's over there's almost 250 women that have been murdered in Ireland by men since since 1996 since Women's Aid started their account and there will be more until we actually get to the kind of society which doesn't think this is okay. Yeah. And the fact that we have people Zoom bombing, vigils, yeah. masturbating, like you were not there yet That's that people think that that's an acceptable thing to do and acceptable to give out to the people who hosted that vigil talking about it. It's you know, funny, when, I, when I was listening to, I was talking to Evie yesterday who was the organiser of that oh, Evie, e- sorry. event yeah. and others who were involved, like... I wasn't even involved in it. I wasn't even looking at it. And I, the, the sense of physical revulsion and disgust that I felt, mm. God Almighty, what must have been like for someone involved in it? Yeah, absolutely. And the frustration of, can we not just have an hour off from this? Yes, you know, that, that it is relentless. That was the sentiment. Good yeah. to talk to you, Caroline. And appreciate you. appreciate your contribution. That's Dr. Caroline West. She's a sex educator and the host of the Glow West Podcast. Courts 96 FM.